0: Somebody's
1: going to go bridge
0: here.
1: Hello, everybody! Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 88, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today?
0: I would like to make a quick stat correction from episode 87. Uh, I gave allergies my Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week. I gave him a pretty high score. Because I said, not only myself is it making sniffly, but it's also making Julio sniffly. Uh, turns out it wasn't the allergies that was making me sniffly. Turns out I have, I have the virus, as ESPN likes to say. Uh, so that was what's making me sniffly. Been stuck inside for about six days. That's been a, a bundle of joy. So much fun. But i uh, like to state for the record that allergies probably takes a dip just because uh, actually allergies remains intact. They still get that point nine nine that I gave them. Covid gets a zero they suck. the virus, the virus, sorry
2: everybody send your thoughts and prayers to Clawson.
0: what
1: what day are you on Six so it's you supposed on
2: well yeah, it's the quarantine's supposed to be five days unless Clawson is actually like symptomatic, in which case I think it lasts until he's no longer feels ill.
0: I have no symptoms. I have had no symptoms,
2: okay, then I'm pretty sure like al horford got diagnosed he, with COVID. no he, he was
0: out for like a day that yeah, was that was the later, weirdest
2: thing he was like nah i'm fine
0: um can't go into work they tell me 10 days there so uh I've been working remote this week nice that's been fun
2: Working remote's cool
0: it is that's- until like you realize you're just sitting there at your computer for eight hours by yourself
2: yeah Do you think we'd be better or worse if the Red Sox all worked remote? (laughs)
0: They can't be much worse than they've been playing lately.
1: What a horrible week. What a segue that was. What a horrible week. Yeah. What a horrible, horrible week. I mean, last episode where we left off, we had a five-game series coming up. We were recording right during that last game of the White Sox series, which they blew them out. That was a great game. You win the series. What, how many series was that in a row? Was that four in a row? One, two, three. Yeah, four series wins in a row. Then you look at the schedule, and you got a five-game Memorial Day weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles, who's the worst team in the American League East. And then you've got a two-game series against the Cincinnati Reds, one of the worst teams. The
2: second worst team in the league in the whole MLB.
1: Essentially, you've got a seven-game – well, not essentially. You've got a seven-game series or homestand coming up here. You can go back up to 500. I think coming into the homestand, they were, what, two games under 500? All they had to do was go five and two. Or, you know, and they're they're over five hundred. And they kind of shit the bed. Just a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean
2: I, I, they're just so they just cooled way down from that little streak, that little four game, four series, I guess, win streak. Everybody was hot at the same time. You know, story kind of cooled down since since his, you know home run every day for a week thing that he had going there for a second and then we just
0: that. what Klausen? I can't believe that wasn't a sustainable clip for him to keep yeah who would have guessed right a lot. Yeah, of that how dare is.
1: him not hit six home runs every five games
0: all, yeah. of, all I'm saying is ESPN was like all over these you know my favorite stat in sports is like if they keep the same trend <laughs> they're on this is how much they'll hit and this is how much they'll win I didn't see any of that for Trevor's story well, that's
2: because his whole season pace was just average at that point. If he kept that pace up, if if he was like, well, that would be such a ridiculous stat if they were like, over the past four days, Trevor Story has hit a home run every day. If he hits a home run <laughs> at that pace for the rest of the season, he'll hit 120 home runs or whatever. Like, that'd be a ridiculous stat. Even Steve, ESPN is above that. Steve? What?
0: I I don't think ESPN is above that. You don't think so? No. They they did it for the Yankees after like game one. Yeah, that's true. they
1: Yeah, they did it for the Yankees after like 30 games. They're like Yankees might win the most games of all time. Like them this might be the best team ever. By like,
0: by like 15 games. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like double now. A 780 look win look clip. They're going. They're going for it. Going for it.
2: Aaron Judge might have a thousand home runs. <laughs> I'm not saying he will, but he's on pace too.
1: uh the on pace stats. Kind of stink. Kind of stink. Just like the Red Sox, the first game against the Baltimore Orioles. You got that was the Celtics were that was game six night, right? Correct? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was game six night.
2: To dig deep into the memory banks.
1: (laughs) Nah, this is it was game six night. You've got Garrett Whitlock on the mound. And you jump out to an eight to two lead through five innings, and the team is just oh, yeah. rolling. Garrett Whitlock, six innings. You get through six, you got an eight two lead. He's pitching well. You go to the bullpen. Bullpen let bullpen lets us down. Bullpen that that just that that's that's a game. That's a game you look back on. We've had so many bad losses this year, and somehow I think that one – I don't even know if that one's the worst one yet, but well, to – Well,
2: it definitely could be considering we were up 8-2 to two against the lowly Baltimore Orioles and I w- lost.
1: I mean, you were at a point in that game where – like I was flipping back and forth, Red Sox, Celtics, Red Sox, Celtics – Gets up eight two and it's getting later. I'm like, all right, we're we're gonna flip. Celtics were in a close game. We're gonna flip entirely to that. I don't have to worry about the Red Sox anymore. And then I kept getting the notifications on my phone. It was like a three run double or something. I'm like eight five. I'm like, oh, that's a little close. I don't know. Maybe could extend the lead the next inning. And then it's eight to seven. And then it's eight to eight. And then the Orioles put up a four spot in the ninth as well. And at that point, you're just like, well, they're not coming back from. They're not coming back from a four run deficit in the ninth, like they just completely blew it. Was that four spot off of Barnes, or was that a different game?
2: This is a different game, but that was a different not pitch,
1: different
0: game, same game, different game. It was well, it was like Diekman let up three, Schreiber,
2: What is this guy's name?
0: Schreiber? John Schreiber, he's
1: been he
2: our best, best
0: reliever. <laughs> Steve, do you not remember the high low? He broke. Oh, the yeah, system. <laughs> all
2: right, but yeah, I mean, when I read things on paper, my brain just. Can't work. And I mean, Strom let up three and Saramora only let up one, but like, who cares? Because we were already down like three runs at that point. So it didn't matter.
1: Also, clausen last yeah. episode, you came on. You were like, I'm back. I was gone the episode before. The Red Sox had been in the midst of what a five, six game win streak, big series win streak. And you're like, I think they just played better when I'm not on the show. I said, if they stink this week, we're gonna to have to kick you off the show. So I'm gonna give you one last chance this next week until we just give you the boot permanently. But uh, what okay. do you got to? What do you got to say about that? I mean, you kind of screwed the whole fan base over. You, well, when you put it that way, no, it was incredibly selfish by you, honestly. No, and not not enough people are talking about that. Well, they split every series, right? No, they no, lost no. the Orioles. <laughs> the thing is they didn't.
2: They've played two series, if you can even call a two-game set a series.
1: I I mean, yeah, I I'm not I hate the two-game series. You know,
2: uh you might as well just make it a, a double hundred day and give them a day off.
1: There's been a bright spot.
0: Yeah, what is it? Uh at one point, franchi if those remember, me and Steve made a bet Uh, At one point, Franchi was hitting 282. He's been ripping the cover off the ball. He just needs to maintain that pace, and I get what Franchi Cordero Oh,
1: wow. Franchi needs to maintain a pace that a small sample size. What is he on pace for now? 60 home runs? Sound like ESPN.
0: He'll heat up. He's got two right now. Franchi's hitting 247. He was hitting 280. He was hitting 280. He he probably hit, like, 11
2: at-bats and went – like four for 11 or something.
1: Still 280. I'll say this about I mean, that doesn't
2: equal 280, but I'm bad at math. So
1: I'll say this about Franchi. So if you look on his baseball savant page, he obviously wasn't called up until what was it that like the end of April or so when he got called up. So he, you know, he still hasn't gotten a ton of reps this year. He's only got 81 at bats. So he doesn't qualify for all of those like. Different categories of things that measure him against everybody in the league. He does qualify for uh, max exit velocity, which he's 87th percentile in the league, and sprint speed. He's 85th percentile in the league.
2: Look, Franchi's he's a, a freak best. athlete. Yeah, he's, he's a freak athlete.
1: He's been great. He's been great. Franchi's like the last guy I'm concerned or worry about. He's come up. He's made a difference. It's I been, like the Frenchman.
2: It's been like a Patriots, like, you know, plug him in, do your job, and let's not have to worry about you. You know what I mean?
1: Franchi's like the the Ramondre Stevenson of, yeah. of the Red Sox. You know, no. you go to the game, you're a red. So- if you're not a diehard fan, if you're not paying attention to this team every day, go to the game, and you're like, I don't exactly know who Franchi Cordero is, but he just smoked a ball and he's kind of good at baseball. He's. I don't know who he is, but he can, this kid yeah. can play.
2: It's like that same person's probably like, ah, oh, maybe this guy should get more playing time. Maybe I should know who he is. Exactly. I don't know, you know, about that quite yet for Franchi, but he is doing his job for sure. I also about the max exit velocity. This is random, but did you see that four hundred like ninety-six foot home run? <laughs>
1: yeah, that was a tank job.
2: Who who hit that? Like Santana or something.
1: No, I I don't know who. It was some random guy in the Rockies. Yeah, but
2: he, he hit a 496-foot home run. It was an absolute nuke. It was crazy.
1: It was Jesus Sanchez. Sanchez, not
2: Santana. But yeah, that was pretty crazy. If you haven't seen that, definitely go watch a clip of it or something. But you should have seen it by now because it was insane. But yeah, that was just a quick sidebar.
1: So... The Red Sox, yeah, you lose game one. And then you still got four left against the Orioles. You can so take you're like, three.
2: You're like, we can, we're fine. You lose exactly. game one. You're still so you got looking.
1: Four you, you, you can still easily take three out of four from the Orioles, win this weird five game series. Did we do You got a double. See if I. The Red Sox did not, did not, did not win the series, did not win the series. You're coming in to a doubleheader on Saturday. Game one, team looks great. Nathan Evaldi, complete game. You win five to three. I was very, very surprised they brought him out for the ninth inning. Yes, I was as well. But, you know, doubleheader, you're trying to save the bullpen. And Avaldi can can deal, he can go deep into games. I found it funny though how, like, I feel like the Pavetta perfect game was so hype and everybody was that was yeah, so much game. talk about it. The Ivaldi one got swept under the rug. A
2: yeah, you bit. you just said Pavetta,
1: yeah perfect I know. Game. Per, or did I say perfect game? Didn't yeah, perfect. complete game. His complete game like two weeks ago that was a huge deal. Rightfully so, he pitched great, but the Avaldi one in comparison really got swept under the rug. I feel like.
2: Yeah, didn't they, did Pavetta let up two earned runs too during his complete game?
1: Uh, no, I think he gave up just one.
2: Just one. Well, I mean, either way, they, they pitched pretty similar similar stat lines, and you're right. I, I did hear a lot more about Pavetta's complete game than these, but maybe that has something to do with the fact that people are just like, these, like the ace of our staff as, <laughs> yeah, much, as much as you can be. So maybe they were just like, ah, it's Nate Evaldi, you know, be Nate Evaldi.
1: You realize that was the first complete game of his career.
2: Yeah, I, I actually Crazy. yeah. I mean, his elbow is like whack. Like whack as hell. So you know how many loose, really... loose bodies are in that thing? <laughs> Dude, not not anymore.
1: You know do you know what a loose body is?
2: Isn't it just like bone fragment floating around? <laughs> no
1: idea. Can't be good. I think it is. Klausen? No, it is.
0: You know what a loose body is? As a loose body scientist myself, that is what it
2: is. Okay. The what the loose the bone fragments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just I was gonna go look up loose body elbow and the first like eight results were loose body fat man. So I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah. That's just what Google
2: Thank you, Alex. Clausen loose
1: loose bodies are small fragments of bone or cartilage that have broken off inside a the joint.
2: There you go. I remember when you got the surgery, that's why I know that. <laughs> they really picked them out.
1: They Steve, just- you should really be an orthopedist.
2: And they sliced that guy's elbow open. And they just took out all them loose bodies.
1: But yeah. I Anyways. Mean, yeah. Well, Bobby Dahlbeck had a big home run this game too. Was that the pinch great, hit home run? It was the pinch hit home run to go up four to three. And so then was a he
2: big... hit a home run the next day, right? Not the second game of the doubleheader. Like the next yep.
1: Okay. Yep. The next we'll day. We'll get went, to that. that uh, yeah. But it was a good day. You know, you come through, Dahlbeck comes in, you get that. You know, Devers goes four for 5 royo Arroyo's got two hits. He's got an RBI uh, late as well. And you're feeling good about things. You know, it's the Saturday, doubleheader. You got a rookie pitcher making his MLB debut in the nightcap. All you got to do is just go out there. They were – the pitcher they were facing in the second game, uh, what was his name? He is – his numbers did not look good and you're kind of licking your chops thinking like, all right, let's, let's take two out of two.
2: Yeah. The way this offense has been playing, you know, recently, you're like, maybe we can hop on this guy.
1: Yeah. Facing uh Denny Reyes, who was he making his MLB debut as well? Uh, talking no, about in the just,
2: second game of this double header.
1: Yeah. Denny Reyes is making the starter for the Orioles is making his second career appearance first career start so you've got two guys starting who have basically never pitched in the majors before Josh Winkowski gets the call up from Worcester he'd been phenomenal he didn't pitch great he had he really had one bad inning and you know I'm not gonna make a a big judgment statement on like okay he's good he's bad I think time will tell but first game maybe a little nervous yeah you definitely can't
2: just label him as good or bad but i can label the fact that that start was not good
1: it was not a great start 3 innings 6 hits 4 earned 3 walks uh what's his name was on the call maz was on the call for that one gross tough games to listen to those are those are just brutal Speaking it's not of... even it's not even that he's like horrible it's that when you go from Uke – or Dennis Eckersley to that. It's just his vo-
0: his voice just like triggers something in me. It's like my fight or flight.
1: Yeah, like, it, every it, time
0: he speaks, I don't expect it to be good.
1: Well, because when you listen to his radio show, it's not.
0: No. Naz has notoriously also just
2: shit on the Red Sox like his entire like career as an on air personality. So I've been saying this since the beginning of the season, probably even since he got announced as like a member of the booth. I hate it. I hate Maz in the booth so much. I hate it. If I could sacrifice like my entire left arm to make sure Maz never gets to talk about Boston sports again, I would. (laughs) But I just don't understand why they would pick him because if you just look at his track record and talking about the Red Sox, he just doesn't even like them. He doesn't even like the Red Sox. I don't even understand why he's in there
1: it's the job in the booth could not be more different than what, what he does during his show. Like you're right, Steve, he can be as negative as he wants. He can call out all the problems that he thinks are happening on the team and what they need to fix. And that, you know, everybody stinks in this and that. I don't, I don't get the decision either. There are plenty of ex players who I think still would have been great in that role. I even like a guy like Brock Holt, like there there are a bunch of guys who would have filled in better if we're still doing this color commentator by committee thing.
0: Is uh is Jonathan Papelbon still in the Nesson crew? Or did they oh yeah.
1: Booth? I don't know. I, he hasn't called a game yet.
0: I wouldn't expect him to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I but didn't I don't know if he's now. he's not in now, the post game anymore. Was he doing post game? I thought he was doing color.
0: No. I don't they think he's ever doing They wouldn't color. stick Papelbon in the booth. Yeah, I know. He's I'm too much of in the booth. He's too much of a loose trigger with the F bomb.
1: That's fair. What do you out of the four guys who do color, what's your power ranking of the of the four?
2: I don't know. I just know Maz is last. It's like everything else, it's like uh, I can get down with this. This is this is enjoyable. I do really like Yuke in the booth. I think he does Uke's a really great. good job. I, I would, mean,
1: ek is the best, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I
2: think I think Ek does great. I think you does great. I think Maz can go fuck himself.
1: <laughs> Millar's okay.
2: Yeah, I mean Millar... Yeah.
1: he's better than he an has quite as much it?
2: personality as you
1: not, not in the booth. I think for like a TV show. Like when he did uh what what was his show on MLB Network with Chris Rose? Oh, intentional talk. That was yeah. a great show. He was great, great. That was great. Still sad that show got broke up. But anyways maz the second the game started was talking about how good Winkowski's control was and how little of batters he's walked in worcester and how that should be the thing that red sox fans are gonna love this guy never walks anybody and he walked three batters in three innings and worked a bunch of three strike counts or three ball counts so shout out
2: at freezing cold takes Gardner's frozen on my screen, so... Also frozen on mud. This is good. There he is. All right, he's back. I'm back. He's back. I'm back. But yeah, I mean, tough game all around. Tough start.
1: What a boring game.
2: I feel like I've never, or it's been a while at the very least, watched a Red Sox-Orioles game where I've been, like, like, very excited the entire duration. Like, this is This is good. I feel like I'm either pissed at the Red Sox for playing poorly against the Orioles, or we're just blowing them out. And I'm like, ah, good. We should be beating up on the Orioles. I'm never excited to play the Orioles unless we're trash like we are this year. And we should be expected to like pick up at least four out of five games. And then we don't now I'm mad about it.
1: That's just kind of how it's been. Well, I agree, Steve. It's, It's always just these are the games you want to take care of business, not look too far into. And, yeah, usually it's either a blowout or we struggle on this end. And just a 4-2 loss, I mean, again, the offense just choosing when they want to be good. Like, just this whole week, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And, you know, the bullpen after Winkowski goes out, they were great. Struck out three guys in six innings, gives up – they give up one hit. Of course – Uh, no, even Barnes had a clean inning and they, they just, they couldn't get anything going. So now you're in a position where you got to win the last two games of the series and game four certainly looked like they had no difficulty beating up on the Orioles. Again, team hits five home runs in this one. And, you know, Pavetta pitches great. Got home runs from Dahlbeck, Franchi, Devers, Arroyo, Kike. Just looked like batting practice out there, and you know, how Houck pitched well out of the pen. This is this is how games should be going against the Orioles.
0: They yeah, play like I, the uh, they play like the Patriots doing week seventeen. You either show they either show up against a good team and blow them out, or most of the time just forget to show up and somehow lose, and then bump themselves down in the playoffs.
2: Something I just don't understand about this Red Sox team is that our offense, it, a lot of... I think I would say the majority of the players' stats are really, really good. Like, if you saw the, the MLB team of the month, JD's on it, Rafi's on it, even Vasquez has had a great month. He's, I think, hitting north of 300 at this point, but maybe, you know, hovering around. I don't understand how we have games and we'll get to this game, where we, we lose two to one to a bad team. I don't understand how we have those games when we have so many members of an offense that are hitting really well. Is it just the fact that the bottom of the order is that bad? Is it is it that is that the reason why we just can't win games? I don't I don't get it. I mean, when I look Here's at the thing,
1: it, thing we talked about, Guardy. No God.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I was gonna say, like, you have those five guys. Well, I guess it's like four or five guys: Devers, JD, Bogarts, uh, Story, Vasquez. Verdugo's been he's been doing all right lately. Hasn't been good, right. but like outside of those guys, like those guys can't carry a team every day. Story's not even great. Like he's still got to catch it up and be consistent. I don't even know if he falls into that top five right now. But you can have those guys that show up on any given day when those guys show up they get like seven to ten runs on the board and then when they don't show up nobody else shows up so it's just consistency across the board that's why they were so good last year was because they had guys one through nine I guess kind of showing up and hitting
1: do we think that this is more of an issue of the lineups because real quick The first month of the season and most of the focus of our talk the first month of the season was this offense stinks. They can't do anything. We're losing games three to two. The pitching staff has been good. Bullpen's been good. And now the offense has come around and have we had some games that have elevated our average a lot? Because, you know, we we put up two games against the White Sox where we scored 16 runs. Like, can you say those are maybe outlier performances? Maybe a little bit. But now the Red Sox have the highest batting average of any team in the American League, and runs wise, you know they're also right up there at the top with the most runs scored. They've also hit the most doubles by thirty-two to the closest team in the American League. They're kind of middle of the pack in home runs. But my wait, point wait. being,
2: I think that actually now that you mentioned those stats, are our... Hitting numbers with runners in scoring position, I think are like really below average. Are they not?
1: Uh, You're going to have to give me a minute to find those. But my point being, I mean, even in the MLB, we've got the most doubles, 124. Next closest team, the Dodgers, 102. Batting average. We are second, or excuse me, third in the majors, only behind the Mets and the Rockies, surprisingly. OPS a little bit lower down at six, but do we think that this is more of boomer bust? Like we're like kind of, kind of two things, the offense either is really, really good or just puts up, you know, no runs a game. Or do we think that, you know, the middle of the order is doing just so much more than the bottom of the order. So it's kind of hard to like balance it all out. Well, I mean it is, but
0: like at the same time, the middle of the order is there. The rest of the order is there to set up the middle. You know what I mean?
1: And I you mean, get lately,
0: you can get guys on before Raffy and JD. Same with Bogart. It's like if you can get guys on before that, then you're gonna drive them in. So it's kind of like it's can like the guys in the middle are gonna do their thing anyway. But if you don't set the table for them, they can't do anything.
1: And I mean, lately, guys have been uh, towards the bottom of the lineup. I mean. Thomming um, sucks. Yeah, he's been bad. He actually didn't have the worst series against uh, Baltimore, but I mean, guys towards the bottom of the lineup have been good. Uh, good of late, like Jackie Bradley Jr. The last two weeks, he's hitting three eighteen. Christian Arroyo, he's been pretty bad, but Frenchie C- Cordero two eighty two. Christian Vasquez four nineteen. I mean, guys who have been. In the bottom of the lineup, even Kike, he's up to two fifty now. The last two weeks, which you know, I'll, I'll take from Kike. That, but you need
2: that with fun. with power, and I think he's hit what two home runs in the last two weeks, something like that.
1: I uh, he's got three. three, but yeah, I mean, you, you want to talk about power? Everybody besides you know Story and Story had that run. Raffy had a good run, but you know JD's got no home runs in the last fifteen days. Alex Verdugo, I want to talk about Alex Verdugo for a second. No home runs. This guy seemingly flies out to the warning track like every single time.
0: It's kind of hit the weight room, bro. Did
1: you guys see this? The stat Better
0: take some steroids. <laughs> it's a great piece of advice. Do some... you guys
1: see the stat where if he was playing? I know this is hypothetical. And... I, don't, I don't want it, if some... you say Yankee Stadium, I'm walking off. Is that no. some
2: wooded dong?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a wooded dong scenario, but I, it's really crazy. If he was playing all his games at, uh, in Cincinnati, he'd have 14 home runs. And so He's guess. got three. You
2: know what the beautiful part about that is? He's, he's not. not. <laughs> yeah. And you could probably pull a, a whack-ass stat like that about anybody. You could probably be like, if Aaron Judge hit all of the ball, like played every single game, at fucking some random stadium like Minute Maid Park he'd have 30 home runs right now I bet you could have a random stat like that for everybody so I don't I don't that doesn't give Verdugo any credit in my book
1: no you know what I I don't I I, usually I agree with you on stuff like that but I I think that's crap because he's been he's been nailing the ball he's been it's, you know. it
2: just, it's not resulting in any offense. Maybe I know you it's, have to approach differently. If you're not able to get the ball out of the yard, maybe you shouldn't be hitting with that same launch angle. Maybe you should start reverting yourself to, you know, a base hit kind of guy and then try and just get on base and produce runs that way. I don't know. Flying out over and over and over again and saying, well, if we were in Cincinnati, I'd have 14 home runs. Doesn't really actually put runs on the board.
1: I've got – this is from – actually, never mind. But go ahead.
2: The the Red Sox, believe it or not, are fourth in RBIs per game at uh, 4.63. And we're only behind the Dodgers, Mets, Giants, and we're even above – the Yankees. The Yankees are only 10th. I feel like the Yankees have such a, like a high-powered offense, and they're 10th in RBIs per game. I just don't, don't get it. The season doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing like you know, adds
0: up. Steve, that Alex Verdugo take you just made would make a lot of sense because I'm looking at baseball savant right now. His whiff percentage and strikeout percentage are both above 95%. In the ni- above the 95th percentile.
1: He, do- he doesn't strike out.
0: Does that mean he strikes out more?
1: No, it means he strikes out like less.
0: Strikeout percentage being high. No, like it's the percentage of
2: time that he strikes out. Well, his whiff rate being high is bad.
1: Yeah, no it's, no, it's not.
2: His whiff rate isn't. Is your whiff rate how often you you swing and miss?
1: Yeah, but if his whiff rate
2: is high, therefore he whiffs at a high rate. His swing he swings and misses a lot.
1: yeah i think you're right yeah
2: i know i am
1: why do they do it like that that's so
2: what <laughs> that makes so much sense
1: no it doesn't because it says you see on the bottom it says red is great
2: yeah i guess the, the wording is weird
1: no i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's the other way around steve
2: all right well i don't know i guess we could figure it out by just looking at how many strikeouts he has, and stuff like that but all it's kind right. of irrelevant because it doesn't really matter because alex verdugo well he's not producing you know very well he's not the only reason why we stink so it's neither here nor there but what i will say
1: all right it's and- it's he's got the he's in the 95th is good 95th is good
2: 95th is good well like way, trevor I-
1: Trevor's story for example He's 10th percentile of whiff, and his numbers are way, way worse. So,
0: how does that make sense? Well, his numbers are
2: better than Verdugo's. I no, know. I
1: mean, in, in terms of swinging and missing.
2: Well, maybe Verdugo should start swinging and missing, and then he'd hit some bombs.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, you, you, win, you win game four of the series, and game five, I'm not going to lie, I was, well, that was Memorial Day.
2: I was not I around a, to watch that game
1: I picked a good I, I turned it on and I think I fell asleep by the the third inning that was a game where Hill just did not have his stuff at all you could totally tell he was his curveball was was hung over the middle his fastball was flat if you even want to call it a fastball and the Orioles hit him and I woke up and it was 10 to nothing I was like, damn, we really lost the series to the Orioles. I was very confident coming into that game we are going to take the series.
2: I was very confident coming into the series we were going to take the series. (laughs) You and me both were wrong. That too. That too. You and me both were wrong, bud.
1: But, you know, who also had a, uh, a bad night that game. Glosson, you alluded to this earlier. Matt Barnes, another performance. He gives up three runs when when do we finally say enough is enough wait wait, wait did you guys see matt barnes is on the dl yeah i was gonna we were i was gonna talk about that phantom next. dl or shoulder DL. inflammation
2: mm. hmm. catch him in worcester in like a week and a half doing some rehabs rehab starts i think i said this i think we all agreed that this is gonna happen like a few weeks ago, it was just a matter of time did, before Barnes at the DL. About this.
1: did talk about this at some point.
2: Just a matter of time before Barnes at the DL, and then he gets some rehab starts in Worcester to rebuild his confidence because he sucks. He's probably like, he's useless. He's literally, he might as well just throw a out there to throw some BP.
0: <laughs> I throw a damn good BP, I'll tell you that. Uh, dude, 56 right down the middle. Dude, you said that
2: so many times during the video. It's, the it's a skill. video.
0: It's a skill. It's like you guys don't realize that it's a skill to throw a good VP. Uh, so you're saying Matt Barnes is very skilled.
1: Yes, Matt Barnes. I think if any Red Sox was in the home run derby this year, Matt Barnes would be the perfect pitcher. Yeah,
0: I wonder. I, I wonder insulting. if you can do that. Like if if Raffy ever did it, I'd want to see like a this Chapman on the mound. <laughs>
1: I think you probably well, you can pick anybody. I'm sure you could. Well,
2: they'd have to agree to it. I don't think chapman would be like, Yeah, I'll throw you
0: some BP. Yeah, let you.
1: me let me lob some in there. Let me embarrass my entire fan base.
0: Yeah, I don't think that would happen. He's not a very good person anyway. Well, yeah, just ask his wife. All right. But yeah, Anyways. like you like you said about JD,
2: he has like no home runs in Eck's Ek, X favorite thing to say about JD. Whenever JD like hits an opposite field, like base hit or double or whatever, he always says, you ever see this before? Like a slugger who hits for average, like you just don't see that. It's like JD, like he's never really like he he's hit, you know, some like 30 home run seasons, some almost 40 home run seasons. You might have one 40 plus home run season. I don't know if JD's ever really been like, you know, a true slugger, you know what I mean? Like he's got pop.
0: Uh,
1: I disagree with that.
2: I mean, just look at the numbers, man.
1: Look what do you mean, like look th- at the numbers? He's just good. He hits for average and for power. He 20, take out 2016. He only played 120 games. 2015, 38 home runs. 2017, 45. 2018, 43. 2019, 36. I mean, 30- that's, a, that's a great four out of five year period right there.
2: How many did he hit in the shortened the 120 games?
1: He had 7. Nice. He was awful that year and that was attributed tribu- he- to him not being able to watch film during the game.
2: Well, he also only has like 5 home runs right now.
1: Right now, I know. He's got he's got 5. He's also hitting 360. He's leading the majors in hitting.
2: I know. I'm just saying I, that I, Eck I, always is like, oh, it's a slugger, who hits for power. He's not really hitting for power. I right listen. Now.
1: If JD hits or five
2: home runs all your hits for average.
1: If JD hits five home runs all year, but hits three sixty, I'm completely fine with
0: that. You absolutely should not. Be. No, no, no. I'm
1: fine. <laughs> That's with not that. what he's there for. Yeah. I don't care what he's there for. Any guy who's hitting three sixty, I'm taking five home runs. Uh, though I cannot believe you guys are criticizing his season right now.
2: I'm getting uh, You're, taking, be cool you're this way out if of context. Some home runs.
1: Yeah, I agree. It would be great, but I'm not. Guardi. I wasn't even criticizing
2: Guardi. JD. This is like the tenth Wait, biggest up. problem. Guardi. Guardi. I wasn't Guardi. even criticizing JD. I was criticizing Eck because I think it's a stupid thing to say right now.
0: Guardy, it's like buying a treadmill because you want to get your cardio up, but you don't use it for cardio. You use it as like a coat, hang. coat hang It's a great. <laughs> You didn't buy well, it listen, to be a if you got hanger, a coat hanger, of... but it's a damn good coat hanger. But it's like,
2: dude, look at how many coats that thing's hanging in. <laughs> If it can hang a lot
1: of coats. If it can hang a lot of coats. That's a
0: that's an expensive coat hanger that you didn't want to be a coat
1: hanger. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing,
0: though.
2: <laughs> What's the thing? Tell is me what that, it is.
1: To that analogy, we're getting our cardio elsewhere. We're going out to the gym. We're not, though. We're not. We're getting home runs from other guys stories lighting it up the last two weeks. Devers, has Devers, got a good amount. stories
2: lighting up for like five days. He's not hitting. He's not hitting anymore. He stopped hitting.
1: All I'm saying is that is I'm I'm moving on. I don't want Devers, to. Fight I'm just GD
2: saying thing. we need more home runs. Would definitely help this offense.
1: Raffy, I don't, it's not, a, that's not a good take, Steve. That's I'm not just, a
2: good take. No, because you, because JD is supposed to be the guy with Raffy. He's supposed to have double digit home runs right now. And just because he's hitting 360 doesn't mean it's generating runs. Home runs generate runs guaranteed. If I could, I, I would trade JD. I would trade 60 average points from JD right now for like 10 more home
1: runs. Yeah, no shit. I would love to have that too. But I'm, I'm Gardy. You, you just said three
2: sixty or five home runs? That's cool. I would I said I said You said for he, the rest of the season, for another like hundred games, you would take five home runs.
1: If he's hitting three sixty, yeah. I won't what he's there for. I don't care what he's there for. He's hitting three sixty.
2: Yeah, but you're saying that if over the next I don't know how many games we're through this season. Over the next like hundred games, like, let's say. Yep. JD hits not a single home run, not one more home run for the next rest of the season. But he remains at 360. You're gonna be like, good season. You're gonna be like, solid performance, JD Martinez.
1: (laughs) Yes, I am. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna put a poll up on Twitter. That's a
2: ridiculous
1: take. It's not a ridiculous take. It is. That is not ridiculous to say.
2: I don't think people are gonna agree with you. How are you gonna word this? You have to word it it like a way that's neutral.
0: You you can't be like. This is this is maybe a, a skewed stat. No, maybe not skewed, but fourth in the league in batting average last year is Michael Brantley. Would you rather have had Michael Brantley or JD Martin? What did
1: Michael Brantley hit last year, Clausen? What did Michael Brantley hit last year? That's hit- 49 points. No, don't even don't even make this an argument. Do not bring Michael Brantley into this discussion.
0: Let's see where JD was on. 49
1: this point difference. Forty-nine point difference. I can't believe you just tried to. How compare. many home runs was, did Michael was eight? The, eight? Eight. Would eight? you rather? Um, the point I'm trying to make is that I don't know. What Jade, JD's that hit. JD's having an exponentially better season if he hits 360 with five bombs.
2: I guess it depends how many RBIs they had. And Michael Brantley had plus defense, probably compared to JD. But
1: right, here's here's how the tweet is worded.
0: All right, so Guardy. No, let Cardi read the tweet. All right.
1: We're having a heated debate right now. Would you be okay if JD continued to hit 360 for the rest of the year, but hit no more home runs? And then yes or no?
2: And then put in, put in also the fact that he currently has five. Okay. No more home runs currently at five or something like that. Because people will probably see that, be like, oh he's hitting three sixty was well, JD Martinez. I know JD Martinez. He's probably got like what at least twelve bombs right now. He's JD Martinez. That's what he's there for. Twelve bombs, three sixty, yeah. Take that. Yeah, no. i are putting five. But yeah, send that send that out. Let's see how how that goes. What are you gonna say, Clausen?
0: Uh I'm trying to find a good analogy here. Lawson, well, you
2: said you had an analogy about something earlier, right? Or now Gardner did. That was Guardy. But yeah, I mean, anyway, we we lost the series to the Orioles. That's the thing that happened. Michael Walker still good. I don't know if he pitched during the Orioles series, but he definitely, I think, pitched during the Red series, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, the options. I said yes. Three sixty with five home runs is good. And then I said, no, need more home runs. It's going out. All right. Let's see what the people say about that.
2: 819, <clears> I just need to more home runs.
0: What batting average are we looking at? 360. 360.
2: All right. How about this? How about this? This is a good one. This is a good one. All right.
1: Would you I'll want be, Tom Brady
2: right, or Mac Jones to? To throw for like, I don't know how how many yards is a lot in the NFL? Like five thousand. Yeah. Yeah. You want? 5, how shit ton. Yeah. You want Mac Jones to throw for six thousand yards in a season, but only throw like six touchdowns?
1: That's not. That's just not the same comparison.
0: It's like Guardy. Do you <laughs> want like? Do you want Jameis Winston or Drew Brees? Jameis Winston is like the perfect example of like just a massive amount of yards and so many turnovers.
1: James Winston led the NFL on touchdowns, like Interception. two interceptions.
0: He also, he also, he also like doubles <laughs> the second place guy in interceptions. Okay, th- these
1: are horrible, horrible comparisons.
0: All right, Gardy, you so, ready? Yeah. I found a guy, Cecil Travis. <laughs> <Bloody> <laughs> in 1941. <laughs> would you rather have 1941 Cecil Travis who hit 359 with seven homers well, that's way, that's more than J.D. That's way more. <laughs> I can, I can. I J.D. wishes he had seven home runs right now. Fred Nicholson in 1920, who hit 360 with four homers. <laughs> okay.
2: I don't know why we need to like label the names like this. <laughs> Would you rather have 2022 J.D. Martinez or like 2018 J.D. Martinez? Or you could have
0: 1993 Tony Gwynn, 358 and seven homers. Give me Tony Gwynn's a Hall of Famer. Considered one of the best hitters of all time. And he only hit seven homers. I don't give a shit. Tony Gwynn was, but here's the thing Tony Gwynn was there to get on base. Tony Gwynn was a contact guy. They signed him to the contract to get on base. You signed J.D. back in 2017 to hit homers.
1: Ridiculous argument. This is, ridiculous that argument. A, this is a ridiculous argument that team, that you guys are against this. You
0: know that. Why did they sign J.D.? Because they had a ridiculous
1: power struggle. J.D. is not hitting 40 home runs anymore. He's he past that point in his career. Four years ago. Four years ago. What did he hit? Three years he hit ago. 28 what? last year. 28 last year. How old is he? I would
2: take a almost 30 home runs season from J.D. right he's now. He's
1: 34. He's 34. He's not getting any younger. He's not getting any younger.
2: 34? If you look, 34, you can compare the age 34 seasons to get guys like Nelson Cruz and uh Encarnacion. They still hit for power.
1: I, yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be one or two guys in the league who hit for power. When I'm they're just saying
2: they're, they're similar names in the same discussion as like a J.D. Martinez. Like you expect certain guys to – to hit, start hitting five home runs when they hit 34, age 34. But J.D. Martinez is a name that you're like, that shouldn't happen
0: right now. All right, Guardy, last comparison.
1: Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: Last, last First comparison. of all, we've got three votes, and all people agree with me. Guardy, last comparison. You can have 2016, Edwin Encarnacion, 263. 263- with 42 homers or 1993 Tony Gwynn almost 360 batting average 7 homers
1: this is ridiculous
2: I would I would take the 42 home runs this is ridiculous. I would 110% take the 42 home runs
0: at Fenway 42 home runs goes a long way
1: this is ridiculous I, I want like an outsider's opinion on this like I, I want Jared's opinion on this or something like this is a I'll call him right now. <laughs> I'll call him right now. This is ridiculous. He's going to agree with me. He's going to agree with us. No, he's not.
0: I hope he just doesn't answer you. <laughs> First <laughs> ring he declines.
1: All right, I'm going to give him a quick ring.
0: Is it ringing It is. There we go.
2: I just can't imagine. Everybody wants well, sex. Jared's a very busy man.
1: you a message and will
2: Alright, so that's a point that's Can you a point for what else <laughs> that's fun. What? That's
1: Especially someone else, even closet. No, nah, it's okay. No, nah, you can't just take the no, the no answer and call it a day. That doesn't, yeah. doesn't count. It doesn't count.
2: All right, whatever. Let's just move on.
1: All right.
2: The red series us. sucked. The reds are borderline the worst team in the league. We split a uh, two game set against them. We lost the first game two to one somehow. Fucking bullshit. I bet we would have won that if JD had a home run. Um, And then. Fuck yourself, Steve. (laughs) And then we won the second game like we should have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We split against the Reds. That's terrible. I'm fired up about this now. Fired up about this. It's terrible. You're completely wrong. You're completely wrong. Guardians, nobody's there for. All right. All right.
0: All right.
2: Move on. on. God. Build a bridge and get over it.
1: <laughs> uh, it was Kike Hernandez Batflip bobblehead night on Tuesday. So that was pretty cool.
2: How'd Kike hit?
1: I don't know. I didn't honestly okay. watch the okay. game. I was at the Mets game instead. Um,
2: M-E-T-S. Mets, Mets, Mets.
1: Going, going to a, a game in New York just makes me appreciate Fenway that much more. I love Fenway. City Field's nice, though. City Field is nice. I uh you you just kind of feel out of place there as a Red Sox fan. Wait, did you say game
2: two of the set was Kike Day? Kike Bobblehead Day? Uh game one. Oh, game one was what? Oh, I'm trying to look at his stats.
1: Did we just get a phone call? Yeah,
2: uh he won one for three with a walk. So that wasn't that bad.
1: Um what was I going to say? Yeah, so yeah, you, know, you lose game one. Waka pitched well. I mean, the fact that Waka went, what do you go, five and a third one run?
0: I believe so,
2: yeah. Waka just his nails. He should be an all-star. The
1: fact he's only got three wins this year, I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous.
2: Waka deserves to be an all-star.
1: I agree. I completely agree. So then game two, you know, you need to win. Thankfully they did. Whitlock came out. You know, he was great. Zero earned over six innings. Hauk and Schreiber were great out of the pen. A nice seven-to-one win. Now we got to go out west, and we got to win some games.
2: What's our strength of schedule looking like? Actually, I I think for the, for the rest of the year, we have the fourth-hardest strength of schedule. I think our teams we're playing are, have like a 52-win percentage play like the yankees like 16 times um yeah
1: yeah so we got oakland for excuse me oakland for three the angels for three or the angels for four and then seattle for three then back home against the A's. so you've got a very winnable stretch here you've got the oakland athletics who are one of the worst teams in baseball you've got the la angels who are in a complete spiraling downturn right now i think they've lost six straight or five out of six and then you've got the mariners who just swept in a four-game series you i gotta, you gotta I, do I, something on this if trip.
2: we could play the mariners every every day for the rest of the season i, I would
1: we'd be on pace to win like 162 games
2: yeah not as good as the yankees though
1: true that's a great point
2: but yeah i mean like this month we play got some series against Seattle, some series, a series against Detroit, Cleveland, Toronto this month. We, sh- we should have a good
0: record over this month. There's a series I, against the Cardinals
1: that I would love to go to. I'll be there, Clausen.
0: Cardinals series?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's a weekend series. That should be a good
1: one. I want to see Pujols play. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Pujols, Wayne, maybe Wainwright will start a game. Molina, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a can't miss series. That I want to see true.
0: Goldschmidt. He's and been Goldschmidt the and Arenado.
1: Dude, the Cardinals are honestly like one of the most exciting teams to see play in terms of like names. I'm for sure gonna be going to probably two of those games that weekend. Um, but yeah, you got you guys want to? I th- I think we got to start a little mantra here for
2: this trip what do you think
1: go seven and three
2: go seven and three that's yeah. a tall order
1: It's it's the mantra for the trip that is go seven that, and that
2: is such a tall order
1: no it's not they can do it go how about just and like three.
2: hit well <laughs> hit, pitch have, well P- play fun. play good
1: Don't screw up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, don't don't screw up.
1: No. Seven and three, we're a game over five hundred coming back to Fenway. If the
2: if the Red Sox goes seven and three over the next ten, then the energy might shift. As Jalen Brown once said.
1: (laughs) The energy just might shift. That's what I'm I'm saying. Go seven and three on this trip. All
2: right. If we go seven and three.
1: We can the 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 fans of the team are going to have to pin it on us for being the ones who predicted this.
0: Go seven and three. I feel like it's going to be I feel like it's going to go against my record if they don't go seven and three. Why? I'm already on thin ice. Well, why? I already fault. explained it. I come back for a oh week. yeah okay yeah 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 yeah.
1: Anyways, yeah, so a tough, a tough kind of stint here. I know we kind of skipped over that White Sox game, but essentially, since our last recording, the Red Sox go three and four against two of the worst teams in the major leagues. So, you know, you've got, you've got opportunity. Go seven and three on this road trip. They can do it. They can do it. Go Sox. Go Sox. We got anything else from the last week?
2: Not particularly, I think I hit all the points I wanted to. Right.
1: Can
0: I go to can I go to my talking point before we get to yeah, questions? I've also Ned? got
1: my one talking point too, but you go first.
0: Uh mine's more or less a question. Uh seen a lot of one soto trade trade rumors floating around the mill. The Nats GM shut them down pretty hard. But I was thinking earlier. I was actually I saw something earlier. And I was reading a bunch of proposed trades and they mentioned like, you know, the Dodgers the Yankees, the Mariners, like all those teams with a lot of really deep farm systems. And you figure like the common theme is you have to have someone in the majors who's good and established. Then you have to provide like one or two top prospects to get Soto. Yeah. So if the Red Sox would have put out Xander and either Meyer or Casas plus a pitcher, call it brian Bello. would you take that trade for sure. Yeah. i would xander
2: casas and Bello. yeah uh take casas out and maybe for meyer like you said i would probably i would do my best i would do my absolute due diligence to keep tristan casas in the red sox organization i but yes i would trade i would trade xander i would trade meyer and I don't really give a fuck about Brian Bellow.
1: Here's the thing. The Red Sox, pitching development-wise, have been tough for the last, basically, our lifetime. So I don't have a problem giving up Bello because we had this same discussion seven Are years gonna ago. going to be bad anyway. When the Red Sox were talking about trading for Cole Hamels and we were tentative to give up on Henry Owens. So Henry Owens I was the number one
2: pitching with. prospect.
1: He was, and you know, same thing. We had to give up Kopech for sale, and you know, Kopech's a good pitcher, but Soto's also very good. Xander's go off the
0: rails. What didn't he kind of go off the rails? Now Kopech
2: just pitched like an absolute gem last week.
1: No, you you mean like mentally? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I think
1: I think something. I think
2: he's he's better now. But I will say the thing about Juan Soto is that you should be willing to give up almost anything for a player like Juan Soto. He is literally probably a a once in a franchise type player. Juan Soto is is that good. He is I I think the best pure hitter in the entire league right now and he's only going to get better. And he's only going to get better. He's like f- fucking my age. He's like 20 like 2 years old or whatever he is. Yeah. I would I would uh- Give up almost anything for hundred. First of all,
1: it's ridiculous that the Nationals are even considering trading him. Well, they're not ridiculous. Yeah,
2: they're allegedly not, but everybody's like, "He's kind of got him."
1: He's twenty-three years old. He's got three more years of team control. I mean, this guy's—I uh, don't know. Anyways, I would—I would definitely do a, a trade like that if, especially with the amount of middle of the infield prospects we have, I would be—I would be okay doing that. But that's certainly. Not gonna happen. Certainly not gonna happen. Um should we do the out score impact player of the week? Yeah. Alright.
2: Want me to go first?
1: Sure, go for it. I
2: I'm gonna give it to, to Waka just and it's not just for this week. It's for like just how good he's been. For the entire season, I think I th- I my 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 picking Waka and the number is he deserves better. How does he deserve that? Give because he needs run support.
1: Give the I man don't, some, I don't hate some, that take. Some
2: goddamn run support.
1: I don't hate that take. You know who? You know who I'm giving mine to? No. Vasquez? No. I'm going uh, Ty Danish this past week. Ty Danish. Good arm out of the bullpen. Two appearances, three strikeouts, no earned runs. He was solid. No one really kind of jumps out at you this week for guys who you could pick. I mean, you know, Devers was good again this week. But I'm going a little bit different. Ty Danish, good arm out of the bullpen. I'm going to give him a
0: Close to being
2: nice.
1: Very close.
0: Uh, I'm gonna take a reliable and go with Rafi. He's hitting like three eighty this week. Kind of killing it. Just driving runs and all actually he's just scoring all the time. Um give him a nice point. Five six. Seems he's logical. doing it. Seems he's logical. made a couple hours. Yeah, it's fair. Not the best on the field, but man can hit. Kid can hit.
1: Agreed. Uh, We got some questions. How many? Let's see. Got a... Three. Okay, cool. Come in from Matt. Judge Matt. All right. First question comes in from Matt, and he says, what's the biggest fish you've ever caught?
2: Dude, I don't know. Like... In the reservoir in my town, it was probably, like, pretty small. Two pounds, three pounds. I have no idea. I'm not a fish guy.
0: Do you have a fishing license when you caught that fish, Steve?
2: It's catch and, receipt. Catch and release, dude. You
0: need, a, you need a license for that.
2: No, you don't. Yeah, you do. You don't know that, my town ordinance. It's a state
0: law. Dude, it's a town law.
1: Okay, Karen Clausen. <laughs>
0: I don't have a fishing license, so I've never caught a fish. Wow. You're
2: wow. super lame.
0: Ooh, when, when the fishing lame. game knocks on your door, Steve, you'll be, you'll be wishing you didn't answer that question.
2: <laughs> You're super lame and also the reason why the Red Sox stopped winning. How about, how about that? Close.
0: I won't have a $90 fine coming my way for fishing without a license.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know. I've never caught really a big fish but one time I went on this fishing boat on the Cape and I caught a baby uh, sand shark. So that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that is cool.
1: It was about two feet long and uh, got a picture with it. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was like I'm fourteen. Guarding. Yeah.
0: I got a question. Yep. You fishing license, bro.
1: <laughs> I have a fishing license. No, you I have
0: photo have... evidence with the, the contraband. Yeah. All right, I'll
2: That's tell awesome. you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to entertain this fishing license talk for any longer.
1: All right, next question uh, comes in from Matt. He said, if aliens came to Earth and saw a door, would they know how to open it? No.
2: That's a good if question. think it was a wall. That's a good question.
1: I, think I don't they know. would. I think they would.
2: Just like, no, they have never seen a door opened before. Probably, right?
1: If you had never seen a door, what do you think you would do with it? Would you try to just, like, push it? Would you jiggle the hand- handle? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I think the knob kind of sticks out. You're like, that's, that's got to have something to do with, with what this is here.
2: Oh, dude. I think that they would be able to figure it out. If they made it all the way to Earth and they can't figure <laughs> out a doorknob, then, I don't know, there's something wrong.
1: Good point. Uh, last question comes in from Matt. He said, if you could legally change your birthday – within the same year, what date would you pick?
2: I feel like we've had this conversation before. I feel like this is a repeat question, is it not?
1: I think it might be.
2: I think my answer originally was I wouldn't change my birthday. We definitely have.
1: I like my birthday too.
2: Yeah, All right. Thanks for the... I can't believe we're recycling Matt questions at this point. Come on, Matt. Tighten up.
0: Tighten up.
1: Two out of three. Two out of three, he's he's hitting 667. Steve, I have a question for you
0: what do you know what the the punishment is for fishing without a license in massachusetts
2: what like community service <laughs> going grocery shopping for other people
0: fine between 50 and 100 <laughs> you can go to jail for 30 days wow
2: i put me in jail actually because my boss just texted me and said <laughs> can you come into work at 6 a.m tomorrow it's like oh, i guess i guess i can
1: Steve, you want to explain to the listeners what you've been doing for work? Yeah, I found, I, I, found, I just found it interesting, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not a it's not like a, a career a career job. It's a, uh, I used to sub, and then this job uh, pays slightly better and has the potential for tips. So I I I pivoted. I, I it's uh it's like a party company kind of thing there's a venue that they rent out but also they are in possession of i don't know like a 100 inflatable party things like water slides and bounce houses and what have you as well as you know graduation tents and games and things of that sort so i work in the warehouse slash do deliveries and pickups for when people rent these items and I uh, also have to clean the, the items post-rental uh, on occasion. So it uh, is a labor-intensive job, and the best part of it is probably when we have to do a delivery or pickup somewhere that's far away from my town, and I get to ride shotgun and I truck for a, a good amount of time. It, it's like, It's like a break almost. So it's the best part of the job.
1: So when we were talking about this, uh, before we started recording, I had asked you, because when you have to clean them, you got to inflate them. And I asked you, do you ever just, you know, play on them, have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Do you ever, when you go to the job site, if they're still inflated, do you ever just like run in the person's backyard and, and play in them there?
2: I've only worked two shifts and no, I have not done that yet.
1: Do you think you'd get fired if you like ran up the slide and did like a belly flop down it?
2: They are so desperate for help at this company that <laughs> I don't think that that I I think I could I could take my keys and just puncture a hole into one of these inflatables and the guy would be like, can you not do that? please? Can you not? Can you do? Can you? Can you not? Thanks.
1: I think you should do the jump down the slide with a belly flop and demand a raise.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that kind of pull. So this, yet.
1: this is the type of employee that I am. I don't have like type of that but yeah.
2: When you clean them, sometimes there's like, you know, candy wrappers and band aids and things of that sort. It's not it's not the best job in the world. It's not glamorous. Hey Steve. Yeah.
0: Where do you think they get those candy that candy and band aids? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Wait, hold on, different.
1: hold on. Before you do this, before you do this, I actually, Steve, have a a funny story for my fourth grade or for my fourth birthday party.
2: Is it actually okay. funny? Like, am I gonna laugh?
1: You might. I got an inflatable, my parents got an inflatable bounce house for the party, and uh, me and my friend thought it would be a fun idea to sneak around the back of it when people were inside and turn it off, which it then proceeded to deflate on a couple of girls, and the parents had to, like, go in there and quickly turn it back on before they, like, got suffocated.
2: That's an attempt at murder. (laughs) That is, that is... So
1: Guardy on not
0: only has an illegal fishing charge on his, on his record, but now an attempted murder.
1: You know what? I don't, I don't think it was that. I think it was more of a, a hijinks. Everybody was okay. This was 17 years ago. Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: I'll also pass this.
0: <laughs> Instacart is an online grocery <laughs> delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products forget that ingredient you need to make your famous dish or wash on the red sox or you need candy and band-aids before you go to your inflatable birthday party order through instacart <laughs> with, with deliveries. well hold on with deliveries straight to your door and as fast as an hour you can shop multiple stores see details in your area that will help you save money every item is hand selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs they always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece and we are about 19 days away from summer which means you should start thinking about spark- sparking your summer celebration through Instacart, because you don't want to miss it again. I know some of you guys missed it in twenty twenty one. I have the records.
1: Never step foot in a grocery store again. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> That's it.
2: What are we? What are we even talking about at this point? We just. We've, that was the last question right or is there another one
1: yeah um, okay. yeah all right we got anything for make baseball fun, fun again before we close out the ninth year
2: this segment is the same every week where i i see something during the week where i'm like that's fun and then as soon as we start recording i just forget about it mm-hmm. i would say t- i guess like that 500 foot home run who, who doesn't love bombs
1: that was Tough. that was pretty that was pretty cool
0: um the the ongoing tommy fam jock peterson beef oh yeah <laughs> that was
1: what i was gonna say unbelievable unbelievable the fact trout got dragged into this too it's not because jock peterson was like league, peterson right? was
0: like, stop, like stashing guys on his bench no
2: he was using the il <laughs> whatever it's all perspective i guess There's a lot of money being floated around. I guess we wouldn't really understand. I bet the buy-in for this league was like tens of thousands of dollars at least.
1: No, I heard it was only a thousand bucks. So was it really? And what did I I guess? guess. I guess. Derek Jeter got social media. Yeah. Ew. All right. Let's close out the ninth here.
0: There's a, uh, there's a Derek Jeter documentary coming out.
1: Yeah. Very soon.
0: Yeah, it's through ESPN. It doesn't seem like it focuses on his playing days. No, oh, really? I mean, I haven't exactly looked into it. But the only yeah, I mean, the only I... clip I saw was about him growing up as a non-white baseball player getting bullied because of it.
1: Huh. well.
0: Very very probably, ESPN of Probably
1: them. probably won't watch it because he's to play for the Yankees. What? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um my closing at the ninth thought uh went to city field on tuesday and the drink price is there now that i'm of legal age the drink price is there
2: oh yeah shout out whoo 21
1: hell yeah so had my first beer last weekend. that was cool
2: first one uh, ever? The drink
1: prices there were first one ever yes first wow. one ever did it taste uh, drink good? Prices there? Or is it
2: like kinda icky
1: I didn't really like the taste of it that much. I couldn't believe I had waited twenty one years to to try that but uh a, a drink at city field was sixteen dollars, which was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so well, what'd you get I'll take my third uh what did I get some like new york long island i p a
2: what percent was it
1: five point eight paying
2: 16 bucks that thing better be like at
0: least eight percent overall sounds like a horrible idea idea. yeah were you standing in? did you get it from and then you want
1: to i stood in line but it it wasn't like the fenway lines for food thankfully there were like two people ahead of me but the thing is is i put my credit card in and i take it out and they asked me to leave a tip A, a tip a $16 drink. I <laughs> had to pull it out of the cooler. I was like, are you kidding me? He and the me for options what? were like 15, 20 or 25%. Like I couldn't even just like tip a dollar.
2: You couldn't just pick custom tip or no tip.
1: No. Well, I picked no tip. I picked no <laughs> tip, but it was like, I was like, dad, come on, come on. So now I know why the Mets can't afford Max Scherzer and Francisco Lindor.
2: <sighs> That's absurd. Yeah. I mean, I think we're getting a little too fast and loose with tips these days. If you're just like pulling a can out of a freezer and opening it because you have to like open the the drink before you give it to the customer, that doesn't that doesn't not merit a tip. Doesn't doesn't does merit a tip at all.
1: Oh, so I want your guys' perspective on this. So the ice cream shop I worked at last summer, we got this whole new like payment system and so now when people insert their card on like the screen when they pay it asks like do you want to leave a tip would you leave a tip if you went to an ice cream shop
0: uh yeah probably a local ice cream shop yeah
1: yeah people are people can be generous which i appreciate but i feel like obviously scooping like it's you know, more labor
2: of, intensive than opening yeah, a
1: can. I, I completely completely agree and that's not not even me being biased but yeah that was that was that. City Field's a nice place though, um, but just an interesting experience. Steve, what? You got to <laughs> close out the ninth. Hole. Oh, is
2: that what we're doing right now? I didn't realize that we got it there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, win, win seven out of ten. Just win seven.
1: Just win seven the mantra for the next 10 days is just one seven socks are off tonight and we're headed out to oakland la if you even want to call it that Clausen,
0: anaheim celtics are in the finals uh not gonna make it past game five
2: all right well you've been wrong all series or all playoffs so i hope you continue to be wrong
0: look where look where it's gotten us i'm alright with being wrong to the finals Look what's got right, the Celtics. Enough. My enough, last enough. gripe of the episode, right. when people say we or us, when they, the, when they refer to the team, no, no. You weren't on the court, pal. I All disagree. Right? When, you, when you start hitting threes, you can start saying we. Well,
2: when you're paying, in the Mets case, $16 for a beer, yeah then it's then it is we then it is it, okay.
1: is, it is we we're <laughs> we are in this together <laughs> you know, when
2: when you're charging me eight bucks for like a fenway frank and a pretzel yeah it's we it's we but where are
1: you getting I, a fenway frank and a pretzel for eight bucks
2: i want how a, a fenway frank's like what four dollars five dollars and a, a, a pretzel a pretzel is literally only like three years i a think a
1: hot dog's like six or seven and pretzel's five
2: hot dog is seven not seven dollars i think yeah. i think it's close i don't think it's well whatever Dude, does fenway ever here. do
1: like dollar dog night
2: no i don't think so
1: that would be That's... electric how many hot dogs do you think you could eat i would I'd eat like eat I'd get literally like
2: as many as i could i would make myself throw up
1: i the other day <laughs> on memorial day we we grilled and then the next day we had like leftover hot dogs and i tried well i, I was in a rush so i ate two of them like pretty fast and it still took me like four minutes. I don't know how Joey Chestnut like just does that. It's crazy.
0: Just dunks him in water. They like the buns in water.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. I'm not committed to the craft. I guess.
2: I actually, I need this episode to end so I can go to sleep so I can be up at like 5 a.m. tomorrow.
1: Someone
0: hire Steve. <laughs> Anyways, someone <laughs> hire Steve for a nine to five, please.
1: <laughs> hire Steve. Hire Steve. Anyways, just win seven. Socks going out west. Hopefully they do well. Anyways, thank you for listening to the episode. Be back soon with episode 88. If you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Stitcher. (laughs) And we will be back next week with episode 89. See ya!